Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson? Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Tuesday night. It's later than nine. It's later than it's been for a while. I'll get to that in a little bit. And no, it was not Big Bro's fault, like some people no. say. It was my fault. But Kathy, that was not my <laughs> fault. I see her out there. She blames me all the time. Say, where's Big Bro? Thinking it's no. me. No, Past no. This time been all day. This one was all me, but yes, I, I am Dave Schofield, editor behind the Steel Curtain. This is the Scobro Show, and with me, as always, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how are you tonight? As you patiently waited for me. Um. Oh, you know what? I, I patiently waited for you, but I am so pumped and ready to roll here that yeah. it didn't. <laughs> it's not bothering me that much, honestly. I I know what you mean. I'm today has been a crazy day for me because I'm so excited about Steelers training camp. I want to know everything that's going on. And yet I spent a significant time of the day today without any cell phone service as I was 164 feet below the surface of the earth. I was below ground. Um, and this was part of the reason I was late was because I was practicing my singing voice. I was still singing happy birthday. Today is my wife's birthday. And we took a trip for, for my wife's birthday. We traveled down to Virginia and we went to Luray Caverns, a place my wife and I had not been to since we had kids. So it had been over 15 years since we had been there and our kids had never been there. So we went down, spent the day doing that. My wife wanted to do something good, family time, got home late, still had to do the, 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 the cake and the singing and all that and try to compile everything for the show. So the reason we're a little bit later tonight it's all on me, but you know what? It's worth it because happy birthday to my wife, Janice. She is a very loving and patient woman. Happy birthday to your wife. <laughs> Players reported to trading camp. Players reported to trading camp. <laughs> I know. And the whole day she's like, do you have to check sorry, your phone? Sorry, I'm like, sorry, sorry yes, Janice. I, uh, do. You know. <laughs> I do have to check my phone. Jeff, Jeff bailed me out today. I was... I, when you're doing stuff on your phone versus on your laptop with the articles that we do, I was constantly trying to throw tweets into the one channel that needed to be added to the, um, 
to the tracker today, um, the, the the tracker of players arriving to training camp, which you can see that at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeff was helping me out by pulling them um, off of our Slack channel and slapping them in the article for me because it's way easier to do that um, on a laptop. So thank you, Jeff, for, uh, for, for getting me for that today. Uh, I will be right back into the grind of it tomorrow when the Steelers are in the grind of it. As they hit the field for practice, not not in full pads. You don't get that until next week. That's part of the CBA. But the, the players reported, and they had their conditioning test. Mike Tomlin spoke afterwards. He said everyone was on time and well-conditioned. That he said. Then we find out a few things here or there. Right, Rich? It, I don't know yeah. if you heard. Well, we know the, the the roster designations, right? I, I'm sure you heard about those, right? Yeah. Okay, so it was Minka Fitzpatrick is on the non-football injury list. So that means technically the Steelers, uh, you know, could bring in another player because he doesn't count towards the 90 man, but he can come off that list at any time. It's not like he has to be on there a set amount of time. And as a non-football injury, Coach Tomlin explained it. Said he was on vacation. Sounds like he fell off a bike in some manner, hurt his wrist. His wrist is bothering him, so they're kind of taking it easy with him early on. That's his story. Anything you want to say about Minka? You know what? When I read it, the first thing I thought was this. So I'm still nursing a bad wrist that I hurt. Man, trying to think it's back. It's been a long right, time. <laughs> it, right around the, just after Memorial Day, like the very first week yeah. of June, early June, mm -hmm. playing golf. I hurt my wrist. Um, and it is still not back to right. I I hurt my wrist playing golf several years ago. I made the mistake of, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook Live, uh, I have a paracord bracelet, and I actually had it on my other hand, and I forgot to take it off. And when I swung through and turned my wrists on a, on a shot on the second hole, it had, like, grabbed – it like held the tendon and, and moved and like moved it and popped it in there. And I did not get over that until probably August. I was basically done playing golf for the summer. It was, it's crazy. So yeah, it all depends right. on what happened with his wrist. Yep. And he is a young NFL player that can, you know, get through injury, but it's also Minka Fitzpatrick. The, how much do the Steelers need to see from Minka Fitzpatrick early in camp? It's just going to give a chance for some other players to show what they got. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, you know, if we're talking a week or two here with Minka, that's not that big a deal. Yeah. It's and now fun. Tyson Alualu, that's tough when you're talking. It's funny because we talk about him being such an old player and he's 10 years younger than me. <laughs> so I guess I'm really old because I'm younger than you are. But Tyson Alualu went on the pup list. Now the pup list during training camp, that's physically unable to perform for those of you that, that don't know what the, that designation is. People get worried about the pup list because what it is during the season versus what it is during training camp is a whole different monster. All that is in training camp is they don't count, they don't practice until they want to. I mean, until they're ready. And then they come back and do it. And they can they could come off the list tomorrow. They could come off the list the, the second week of August. They could come off the list, you know, before the first week of the – well, not before the first week of the season, before the designation of the 53-man roster. What's going on is – what makes it different is if someone 
is on the pup list to start the season, to start the regular season when they go down to the 53-man roster. Now, in order to get on the pup list for the season, you had to have been on the pup list the entire training camp from the very beginning. You can't just suddenly go on it partway through. You would have had, you have to be on it from day one at training camp. And when you do, it's something like, I can't remember if it's six or eight weeks until they can come off the pup list in the regular season. So that's a whole big deal. So there's a lot of time before you have to worry about that. Tyson Alalo could be back. His is a knee injury. His is they're dealing with some swelling. Coach Tallman called it overtraining, probably from you know trying to come back from the ankle that he might have been doing some overtraining uh, with the knee. A- anything you want to say about that? No, man. The guy, yeah, he's got gazillions of years in the league. He'll sit in the meetings. He'll do the work there. He'll rehab on the side. I'm not. I'm not tremendously worried about him either. It'd be nice to get him by the second or third preseason game. Sure would. You know, you know, yeah. to a point where he could, per, I mean, if he could be, just get to a point where he could get some snaps in the third preseason game, that'd be nice. Yep. And remember, there's only three. Um, that, that, that that's, what's, that's what's going on there. To have a better idea of what he can do. I, I think the Steelers know so much more about what's going on than we're ever going to see. So that's that's part of the thing. I mean, if, if this was Cam Hayward, they would have done the same thing with him. Um, but there was one other person that did not that, that we know for sure that didn't do the conditioning test today. I don't know if you caught that. That was a no, little I something that Coach Tomlin. That would be one Larry Ogunjobi. Coach Tomlin said, you know, they're kind of bringing him along. He's new to them, and he's coming back from the from the Liz Frank injury last year. Um, he's new to them. So they're just kind of bringing him along at a different pace. Don't read too much into it. That's what Coach Tallman said today in his press conference. So from everyone being conditioned, you don't know about good old Larry O because I don't. they did not have him do the tests. So that's the personnel news when it comes to sort who of. wasn't participating. What, what else do we got, Rich? We got a new kid on the block. <laughs> new new kid on the block. Yeah. Yes, the, there was reported yesterday by Adam Schefter that the Steelers were releasing running back Trey Edmonds. When they did, I put in the article that I believed that they either already had someone in mind that they wanted to have come in at running back or – there was going to be an issue with Edmonds and his availability, and they were releasing him for now. And I wouldn't have been shocked if they brought him back later. Looks like I'm not, I can't say 100% for sure which it was, but I would say it was possibly more the first one. Um, Steelers signed Jeremy McNichols, who was, I got to say this, I think the Steelers just are racking up 2017 draft picks. You know, players that were drafted in 2017. It seems yeah. like they have a have a bunch of them. They figured out. They knocked out the park with T.J. Watt. They might as well just add as many other players from that draft as they can because it seems like all these – when I was doing the 90-man roster, all these different players were, oh, they were drafted in 2017. Oh, drafted in, in 2017. Drafted in 2017. Well, guess what? Jeremy McNichols drafted in the fifth round in 2017 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did not play for Tampa. Did not play for Tampa. He was, I'm, I'm trying to say here, he he was cut at the at the beginning of 
of, of the season. He did not make the 53-man roster as a fifth-round draft pick. I remind people of that, that sometimes fifth-round draft picks, that's kind of the, the iffy ones. But he ended up in San Francisco on their practice squad and then played a couple games. So he played two games for San Francisco in 2017, a game for Indy in 2018, um, a game for Jacksonville in 2019. But what he's mostly known for is his last two years in Tennessee, playing 16 games in 2020 and 14 games in 2021, where he had 88 rushes for 360 yards and one touchdown, but also in there, 40 receptions for 295 yards and a touchdown over the last two years. So he was the backup to Derrick Henry. Is this the backup? I, I set him up pretty good for you, Rick. Really try to tell you a little bit more as much as I could about him. Is this the guy that's brought in? Should it, is, Do you think he's going to be the guy behind Najee Harris? He's going to be given that opportunity. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that was exactly my answer. He, of he's course going to be given the that. opportunity to show that he should be the guy behind yeah. Najee Harris. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just you can't just hand it to him. But yeah. he is out I mean, there and does the, what and that's what Seahawks fans didn't want to happen with Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland for them to just kind of be one, you know, maybe you know, the next guy up by default. That's why a lot of people were intrigued by the undrafted free agents that the Steelers had at running back and things of that nature. Uh Trey Edmonds was kind of a forgotten guy. He was just one of the brothers that was there. And then they just they went and went with Big Nichols. I I like it because it's the whole notion of they said, hey, let's at least add a little something here. So, and I said this for a while. I said, as you get closer to training camp, you're going to have running backs that aren't signed that are going to be willing to play knowing it's a lesser role. It's one thing to sign in March or April and think, oh, I'm going to come in and they're going to give me significant carries because of when I'm being signed. As you don't have a job longer and longer and it's getting close to training camp and you're like, uh, you know, is anyone going to call? And the Steelers are like, hey, we got Najee Harris. He's, he, he's going to be the bell cow. But if, if you can come in, you can earn the job, you can get, you know, May, you know, maybe 10 snaps in a game, maybe five or six touches in a game, might not be more than that. He's going to be the guy. You're going to be the guy that can spell the guy. At this point, guess what you're going to say? Beat Sign me up. home on the couch. <laughs> so, you know, I want to be home on the couch. You know, if, if you offer that, if, if you if you offer that the, the third week of March, I would be shocked guys are holding out for something else better. Now you understand where it is, and in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So um, anything else you want to say about that transaction and everything that went down? No, because no, we'll get we might talk a little bit more about running backs here in a little bit, because what we're talking about tonight is a topic that we did. We actually I was surprised. I was trying to find where we did this last year and it was actually in June. I'm like, why did we do this in June? Why don't we do it right before camp? We're doing it right before camp tonight. We're talking about camp phenoms because training camp practice no, no, starts no, no, tomorrow. That's not, that's not what you it's not the title. Yeah, it's the title. title. Not, no, it's OK. Sorry. Top five. Oh, not phenoms. I, I said the wrong word. Darling. Yes. Thank you. 
I wrote, I started writing Phenoms before and I had to change it to Darlings. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's why I couldn't find the original show because I was looking for Phenoms and the word was Darlings. They're close. Top five camp Darlings for Steelers in 2022 training camp. Now, Rich asked me to explain this a little bit to him. So I got to try to explain no, to you all. I just, wanna, I just wanted to make sure that yeah, yes. I was compiling camp my Darlings, you are right. The problem is, is when I'm looking here on my screen, it says the Scobro show, top five, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so I have to look somewhere else at what our title was because it doesn't show the whole thing. So what, what we mean by Camp Darling is, who's that guy that the Steelers fans are going to fall in love with that might not be even getting much hype from anywhere outside of the Steelers fans? Someone that you don't expect to come in and do great, big, bad things. You know, for example, it's not Mitch Trubisky. That's not what we're talking about right here. Oh, man, let me scratch him off. I'm going to scratch him off your list. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, you know, um, Camp Darling is, this was something that the late Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley would do at the beginning of training camp. They would talk about their Camp Darlings. We have something similar to this at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, on the website, which is the Isaac Redman Award. Now, this isn't following the Isaac Redman Award criteria exactly. We're not doing that. We're 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 doing players like I've I've tried to Kathy. I, Kathy, I got a, I busted yeah. on you earlier for blaming me for being late when it's not <laughs> me. I'm gonna give you credit here. She said, in other words, who's the duck this year? Who's the duck? Who's the duck? Right. Yeah, the, the person that you're talking about that isn't the main, that you're talking more about them making the roster and contributing in some way, not necessarily being the next big superstar. Although, I don't know, I looked at my list and there's, there's some possibilities there. So that's kind of what it is to set it up. I was trying to get last year's list. I really was. And the best thing I could do, that's part of the reason why we were late for the show tonight, I'm trying to skip through an old show and catch anyone that I can. And I'm like, oh, I'll just get to number one because we'll recap who we had so far. Yeah, we didn't do that on that one. <laughs> totally screwed Your me fault. over. So I have a few names that I know that we had. Um, some of the, like, I know on your list, your number one last year was actually actually Kendrick Green. So he was a day two draft pick, but he was someone that we thought you thought was going to be a darling that a lot of people would talk about. You had Alex Highsmith at the, uh, towards the bottom of your list. Um, we had some other people. I had, <laughs> I had the infamous guy that everyone thought was going to be the undrafted free agent last year in Shakur Brown, and he didn't even make the practice squad. Yeah. Um, I had Presley Harvin last year on my list. I had James Pierre as the top guy on my list last year. Um, someone like that, even though Pierre was on the team the year before, he didn't play any kind of significant snaps to really uh, contribute. And therefore, if he came on and was doing a lot, we thought maybe they could be the phenom. Now, for it's funny because uh, Bernardo Vasquez says about the Tuzar Skipper Award. Tuzar Skipper is a great example. Tuzar Skipper was that guy that everyone was talking about. That was that 2019 or 20. I'm you know I'm trying I'm trying to even remember what it was when it was Tuzar Skipper. You know um, what year it was. I'm, I'm going to have to try to see if I can find that here real quick. Um, yeah, Tuzar Skipper. I think it was 2019 because he was um, he yeah because it was the same year as Duck. Both him and Duck were who is Duck Devlin Hodges who they were both guys that made 
the Steelers 90 man roster by um, getting a tryout at rookie minicamp. They weren't even an undrafted free agent, but from there they got signed following rookie minicamp. Tuzar Skipper even landed on the 90 man roster to start. Then the Steelers released him right before the first game, tried to, you know, the 53. What did I say? 90? You said 90. I said, oh yeah, the 53 man roster. Um, and then they released him right before week one, but he got picked up on waivers. He's back with the Steelers. He's on the 90-man roster right now. So that's that's a great example. But they call it the Isaac Redman Award um, on the website because he was a guy that was a big camp phenom several years ago. Mike Hilton was a camp phenom guy. I keep saying phenom. Darling. I keep using the wrong word. Darling. He was a camp darling guy his first year. Um, I know you. I know. Shake your head at me. It's been a, it's been a long day. Okay, so that's what we're looking for. Well, then cut down on the hot air and let's get to work. Yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to this a little bit later. We'll, we'll 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 get there. So, all right, Rich. Then give me your number five. All Who right. do you think people will be talking about as their camp partner? <sighs> As I got down this list, it got a little tougher to try to figure out someone that I felt really fit closer to what we call a camp darling. So I went with somebody here, and I'm going to tell you who it is. I'm going to talk about why I went there. Okay. Okay. I am going to go number five with Chris Steele, the corner rookie, undrafted free agent out of USC. Okay. I'm going there because... This is the whole reason I ended up going there ends up being weird. It's it's because of the USC. I, mm-hmm. I just want to see like two days from now I'm going to be watching this guy in camp because I'm wanting to see where he you know kind of where he is in terms of his physical ability. We all know most of the guys coming out of U, USC are you know they tend to be smart guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. Who was our favorite player to ever come out of USC? That's, you know, well, I'm saying Lynn Swan. That's what I'm okay. going to say. And then who was your but, second? But if not, but of course, then there's the great Troy Palomalo. Yeah. So I didn't know which, how far it's, back you were going. <laughs> it's 1A and 1B. Yeah. Those so two I would guys. Say Troy 1 and Swan 2. Right. But that's me. I didn't know if everyone would agree with that. So I'm intrigued to see what he does just based off of a his physical talents along with the pedigree coming out of USC as an undrafted free agent wouldn't surprise me if he could be a guy that does well enough and could stick around or at least make the practice squad yeah and he made my list of camp sleepers which was an article that okay. ran today at behindthestillcurtain.com of someone that you would not put on the 53-man roster right now but could come out of nowhere to, to make the roster. He was on that list. So there's a difference between being on that list and being a darling because because the you know the darling is the is is the one every all the fans start talking about. So I could I could see him being a guy if he makes a splash play in in a yeah. that gets reported significantly exactly. in training camp or in the first preseason game, everyone's going to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and then once they start talking about it, then suddenly people are paying more and more attention to him. And to me, that's what starts to make them a camp darling. Yeah. 
So that is yeah. my number five. And now for my number five, then this is one that I almost put like as number one. I really did. But the reason I moved all the way to five was just because of people, if they don't like the whole notion of, oh, they were on the Steelers roster last year. Yeah, last year I got ripped for putting someone on the Steelers roster last year at the top of my list. So I wanted them on the list, but I put them at the bottom. And that is because we didn't see much of him, and I'm ready for everyone to talk about him if he can come out and show what he's doing, was injured an awful lot. That would be one linebacker, Buddy Johnson. He nearly, he nearly made my list at five for the same yeah. reason. Because I would love for him to be the guy that everyone's talking about. I mean, he was a fourth-round draft pick last year, only appeared in a couple games, was, was going to be the guy at inside linebacker that was likely going to be inactive because of how many they kept. And he got he was he was initially reported as inactive week one, but then that got swapped because they had to switch out Robert Spillane at the last minute because he got hurt in pregame warmups. And then Devin Bush mixed, missed week two. So Buddy Johnson got a helmet that week. But then he was a guy that was injured and ruled out um, you know, week after week after week until they finally put him on injured reserve. Um, but just didn't appear very much. And I would really like to see. You know, you had to always had to ask yourself, was he really all that injured or was he just, or were they just, you know, a nice way to slow play him? I'm assuming he was injured. And uh, I, I just want to see what he can do this year. Is he a guy that can be an inside linebacker that really makes a difference for the Steelers or not? That's my number five. He was, he, so. he was one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, and, that, and which is Chris Steele was one of my honorable mentions. I just have to say that. So. Okay. All right, so let's roll on with number four, Rich. All right, number four. This is going to be weird. Okay. But this guy is already a camp darling. Okay. And I don't know that he's even in Latrobe yet. Mm -hmm. And that would be newly signed running back Jeremy McNichols. Oh, okay. Okay. And the reason I went ahead and put him on this list is, is because we're just getting to camp now. And what was the talk today? Everybody out there right now is, hey, we signed this guy. He's gonna be, he's coming in. He's gonna be yeah. You know, more than likely, he he could beat out. Yeah, you know, this is the guy that might beat out Baysell and be the backup to to Najee Harris. Okay, yeah. he's going to get a lot of eyeballs from Steeler fans because that's what they're wanting to see from him. So he makes this list for a totally different reason than pretty much everybody else on my list. Okay. I, I like that. And honestly, I did not go that route because I didn't think of it because I didn't know if he really qualified because I didn't know how much he had really played until I did that breakdown with you live of who he was, um, that he's never started a game. So that, to me, that puts him in that category. Yeah, he played a lot of games the last two seasons, but it's not like he racked up a, a lot of stats. So I never thought about him as fitting in that category. But I know exactly what you mean about being about being that darling um, of, of, of someone that everyone's going to want to see. I went a different route. I went with the Steelers' final selection of the 2022 NFL draft, and I went with quarterback Chris Oladokun. And the reason I went with him is because so many Steeler fans are wanting to ship Mason Rudolph out one way or the other. And the only way that, that that's going to happen is if the Steelers have an, an option that they're going to like to have sticking around. 
So anytime Oladokun does something, any anything of quality, you're going to hear those anti-Mason Rudolph people going crazy over it. And for those that aren't the anti-Mason Rudolph people, they're just going to want to see how he can perform regardless. So I have him in there as my number four. Anything you want to say there? Um, no, he actually was another honorable mention for, okay. for a lot of the, <laughs> like I have, th- I had three guys that were in the, in the mix that didn't make my list and he was one of them. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, all right. So then let's roll to number three. Okay. Rolling to number three, going a little different again. The rhyme or reason to what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, so I, I get to, I ordered these after getting a bunch of guys together. This guy is intriguing to me. This is another undrafted free agent and it's the, there's some physical stuff there that I'm wanting to potentially see again. I have a feeling could this guy squeak onto the 53? Yeah, but he might end up being over to the practice squad, and that is going to be six foot six, 340 pounds <laughs> tackle Jordan Tucker out of North Carolina. I wanted to put him on here. I did. I wanted to put him on my list so bad, and I did not. Like, I almost put him as number one in all honesty because of the whole offensive line thing. I just don't think the offensive line is going to get the love. I really, I just don't know that they will. He's the biggest guy on the Steelers. I keep saying that every time I write, I, I, I write about it. Let me tell you of another very large individual Mm -hmm. who was a camp darling for me. And recently left the Steelers after playing several years Mm -hmm. at tackle. That would be big uh, out. Huh? Big yeah. That's that's what I kind of compared him to in an article. Yeah. Is that I said, you know, the Steelers like their undrafted free agents, and they have no problem taking someone that they just see as a a large physical specimen and working with them. Because right now that's what they're saying. They say Tucker could maybe be a little slow. Blah, blah, blah. I see him more as a guy land. To put if they can land him on the practice squad and develop him, but first we got to see what he can do in training camp. If so that's got to first things first. Well, first he right, he's got to come into training camp. Here's the yeah. deal: if he comes into training camp and just manhandles guys and mauls guys, then they're going to keep him fifty three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, they're not going to. Because I mean, look, the Steelers signed Villanueva to the practice squad without him ever playing offensive tackle. That's right. he signed him to the practice squad and then started to develop him as a tackle. That was pretty yeah. interesting. So yeah, if I recall that correctly, which this was I'm pretty this sure is, I do. so so this was my thing that was was done just totally off the yeah. physical build of this yes. person. That's why again. Yep. So I've had three different. I've had three guys with three very different reasons why mm-hmm. I think they could be on this list. Um, yes, I, I also really want to uh, bring up a question that was here earlier um, in, in the live chat where it said, didn't McNichols fumble twice when the Steelers played the Titans last year? 
The answer to that is no. I can't no. remember who it was. He was number seven, right? Number seven was the guy that fumbled twice. But there year. was no, according according to Pro Football Reference, McNichols has zero career fumbles. So just thought I'd put that out there. Yep. So I'm trying to remember who that was. I can't remember the name right now. So, but yeah, that there was that there was other other good stuff. Ready? So that was your number three. My number three, honestly, was my number one. And then there was a transaction today, which dropped him lower. Because now with the Steelers bringing in McNichols, it's a whole little different story. But I still think he's going to get a lot of love. I think there's going to be a lot of love for running back Mateo Durant. He's already been hyped up a decent bit so far this year of, of being, oh, he signed the biggest signing bonus of any of the of the undrafted free agents. Well, he was tied for it. You know who the other one was? Who? You just mentioned him. Who? That would be Mr. Tucker. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's just what I was thinking of there is that, that the Steelers didn't draft a running back, but they brought in two undrafted free agents. Durant is the more high profile one more than Jalen Warren, but who knows? Maybe Jalen Warren outplays him. But right now I would say people were, I mean, and he's, and he's winning. He was winning the poll for the camp sleeper in the article today. But then of course that came out before the Steelers had the roster move. So that's going to be interesting to see how he plays out and, and how he ends up being everything with the Steelers. That was my number three. Anything you want to say about that or yeah. Uh, no, we're good. Okay. So rich we're rolling on. We're up to number two. Uh, well, number two um, is staying, staying with your theme. Okay. Um. See, you, you're talk, you talking about Durant. I'm talking about Jalen Warren. Okay, go ahead. That's okay, okay. The, mm -hmm. the other, the other running, running back. back. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um. The reason uh, this is another one where I kind of weighed out the two, or which which one I had some more intrigue with. Um. I like Warren's size just a little bit better in terms of the in in terms okay. of him being a little shorter and a okay. little heavier. All right. Yeah, I could I could give you that data here real soon. Oh, I can tell you that I can tell okay, you, right you got him. Yeah. Okay, not, so, okay. so Durant is is 6'1 195. That's correct. And Warren is 5'8 215. Yes. <laughs> so, so thicker I look at, shorter I look more at of a wrecking ball. Yeah, more of a um Maurice Jones drew kind of look. Yeah. Um, yep. So again, I I understand why we were both looking in the running back room. We picked different guys for different reasons. Why we have the thought that they could be come camp darlings. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So that was your, uh, that was good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if you had a complete pivot and you were going to do one of those two players when I mentioned one you went with the other. Um, but no, I, I I I like so far that we haven't had a repeat and uh it will continue. I don't know, we might eventually I, get to one here. I find it interesting that we have that we have picked some guys where we have compared 
and you pick one, and I've yeah. kind of gone the other direction. Well, for my number two, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm now going with a different player in a position I've already covered. So, and I have to do this, or else someone's going to get mad at me. But at the same time, I refuse to do number one, and I'll have plenty to say about this here in a little bit. But my 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 number two is the other seventh round draft pick from 2022 linebacker, Mark Robinson. He's going to be, he's the, the reason I don't want to have a number one is dag nabbit. You shouldn't be the camp darling before a single practice. I mean, Shannon white is convinced that this guy is the Redmond award winner and they haven't even had a practice yet. You know, the Redmond award thing that's happening on the website. I don't really care about it one bit. I really don't. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that as the editor, but I really don't. But some people really care about it. And at this point, it doesn't even matter what happens in camp. All right. I'm afraid Mark Robinson could roll his ankle in the first practice and not play for the rest of training camp. And he's still going to be the Redmond Award winner because Shannon's pushed it so much. <laughs> because because that's his guy and he thinks and everything. Because two years ago, Shannon already had the big plug for UG3 being the, the Redmond Award winner. And of course he was. But when I actually I thought it should have been Ray Ray McLeod coming in as a not a very big, you know, free agent signing for you know a, a minimum and and he comes in and makes the team as the kick returner and really contributes. UG3 still, I mean. He did get a touchdown last year, finally, but on special teams, but he just hasn't been contributing on defense. But anyway, back to Mark Robinson. I am intrigued by this guy, and I think a lot of people are going to talk about him. But honestly, the only reason I don't have number one is I'm already sick of hearing about him, and he hasn't even take, taken the field for practice yet. And I'm already hearing about – I'm already sick and tired of hearing about how great of a camp darling he's going to be when, camp had, when, when we're still waiting for him to practice. So I think he will be. But at the same time, it's one of the, it's like when everyone says that the Steelers are definitely going to draft Malik Willis. Part of me kind of wanted to see him not draft Malik Willis just because I was so tired of everyone saying that they were. And because you, uh, wanted, what you, know, you wanted to see yes, <laughs> you wanted to see Andrew Wilbar screaming throwing. No, throw it wasn't just Andrew Wilbar. There was a lot of people that didn't know. But now let's take it. A different route. There was a lot of people that didn't want to see the Steelers draft Kenny Pickett because of Andrew Filipponi. Honestly, from from ninety three seven the fan and how obsessed he was over him that they like oh man I don't want to have to listen to this guy if they actually draft him. There was a lot of Steelers fans that felt that way. Felt that way. Thank goodness the Steelers don't worry about that. But that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm so tired of hearing about Mark Robinson as as this next great linebacker before he's he's put on pads. But I still think he's going to be a darling and I want to see him do great. I just don't I'd rather hear about it because he's actually doing something. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yep. Anything you want to say there? Nope. Nope. All right. You don't want to say anything? Hey Rich, here's your number one. <laughs> Sit. I'm a guest manager. So <laughs> All right, this guy gets uh, this guy gets to be number one. Okay. And why does he get to be number one? You could say it's wrong. Okay. Okay. But my number one guy, and I'm starting to wonder if I got the same number one guy as you do. We'll see. We'll see. He's riding the coat, he's gonna ride the coattails of Big Brother. Oh. And come in and Everybody's gonna be looking at it to, and and just 
talk about a lot. Thank you, Steel Dog eighty eight, um, for knowing who I was going with here, and that would be tight end Connor Hayward. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I almost—he's not my number one. I left uh, him off. The list. He's not. I I, I started to write his name down. And then I took it off because I'm like, you know what? I'm not because I kind of want to see where you went with this one. And I'm, 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 I'm think that's a great choice. I really do. Um, because of because of him, he's he can do so many different things. They could, you know, some they even have him on the website as a tight end slash fullback. But yet they've done absolutely nothing with having him be fullback. But because of that designation, there's a lot of people out there that are sure that these Steelers are going to cut Derek Watt and keep Connor Hayward as a fullback. Well, if they are, guess what they got to do? They got to actually start having him do fullback things, which they haven't at all yet. So. I think there's room for both of them on the roster. That's just me. So I'm, I, I was, it's one of those things where I almost felt like, I don't know. I don't feel like he's under the radar enough, but then you, my choice is even worse for not being no, under the radar. But, I was what, torn between two guys. He's there is because everybody's yeah. going to be watching him. Everybody's yeah. going to be, be watching, watching. And because of the last day, because of, you know, the pedigree with, Big brother and dad, and you know, it's just yeah, yeah. So, and you know, some people are like, some people are really on the Connor hype train, and some people are when I say Connor, meaning Connor Hayward, and then some people are not. They're like, why or why do you even think he's gonna make the roster? You know, really no. know why? Because no. there's a spot for him, that's why. Because <laughs> you know, no. th- does he offer more than Kevin Raider? That's that's basically the question right now. And you maybe question why I put it number one on my list. This is not my list. Yeah. Okay. I made this list with the idea of what fans are going to be looking at. Okay. To be a candor, I, I you know, I didn't feel that I was calling out my top five camp darlings. Yes. I was trying to pick out what I felt could be the top five camp darlings of Steeler fans. Yes. Connor Hayward's number one. I love that we have five different players. We have five different players up and down the board. Because I have a different player that you haven't said. So I love that. So I'm really, like, honestly, I was almost put Connor Hayward. And then I decided to put someone else over Connor Hayward. And then I'm like, well, where did I put Hayward on this list if I don't have him number one? And I'm like, you know what? I'm leaving him off. I'm going to leave him off. I'm going to leave him off. Because the reason, who I went with number one, I know who you're going with. Number one was the was someone that I had and then took off. Because I wonder, it very well may be. Another one. Once again, I mean, last year you had you had you had Kendrick Green on here as a third round pick. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go as high as third round, but I will go fourth round. Yeah, and I will go versatility, and I will go intrigue based on how are they going to fit the NFL, which is another thing with Connor Hayward. But this one, I think, is just going to be electric and everyone's going to be talking about him so much. And I don't think there's any question of whether or not he makes the team. And that would be one, Calvin Austin the third. Yeah. Because. Just it's... so you know, in, in my list of names, <laughs> he and Hayward are, are right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I felt about both of them. I felt it was they were kind of very similar because they offered something they don't fit the mold of any one thing yeah i don't neither player fits the mold of any one thing as an nfl player and they were different in like my my goodness 
Connor Hayward was a running back and then he was a tight end. I mean, Calvin Austin third, you're like, you look at the guy that's that short and that small, and you think you're going to, you, you think that's going to translate to the NFL? It is going to be, but he's not going to be the typical wide receiver. I said it after the draft. I would not, I don't know how much I would have loved the Calvin Austin the third pick if it wasn't for George Pickens. If it wasn't for the fact that the Steelers got a tall receiver who was a, who was definitely a deep threat and someone of that nature, because that's what I would have wanted in a receiver for the Steelers to get. The fact that they got one and then got a guy like Calvin Austin the third, absolutely love him, absolutely love him. I think he's going to be talked about a lot. I think he's on the verge of not even really being a phenom. Not I said phenom twice, again. I was about to bust Dungling, you. No, because I, I second guessed it in my brain twice. Twice I second guessed it. So, but I I, th- I think Hayward's the same way. I I don't think he's that far off from what I'm saying about Calvin Austin the third of that people are going to start to think of them so much as a regular player that it's hard to make them a darling. But I don't think they are yet. So that's why I think they can both of them could fit on this list. But I felt like it was cheating if I put them both on. That's exactly how I felt. I couldn't put <laughs> yeah. them both there. It was one yeah. or the other. Yeah. So again, we we compared similarly. And you went with one and I went with the other. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, so. go, just goes to show that I'm smarter. <laughs> well yours is a little bit easier to, to argue because he was a fifth round pick but um because like i say fifth round picks aren't guaranteed to make the roster to me a fourth if a fourth round pick doesn't make the 53 man roster as a rookie that's a really big deal fifth round pick that's like eh, well oh well but to me, that's the cutoff. Hey, we're, we've we've had a great discussion, but we've got to get going if we're going to get this done yep. um, with, the, with the big question. And you know what it's going to be? Okay. And I got to make sure I said the right, the right thing. I, must t- I started to type in phenom. <laughs> I want to know from everyone. Here you go. It's coming up here. I want to know who's your number one right now before they practice. And we'll, you know what? We'll know. We'll know when. What's great about this is this isn't one of these topics that we're going to have to wait two months to figure out. We'll start to have an idea about this next Tuesday when we talk. Who's your ten, Who's your camp darling? Who's your camp darling? That's our big question tonight. Put it out there on YouTube or Facebook Live. We'll bring it up. We'll list them out. Who everyone's camp darling is, and is my buddy Chris Rudisil is in the live chat tonight. Um, I was disappointed he wasn't here two weeks ago because we had played each other in a softball game the night uh, that earlier that night. So I wanted to see him here, but he was going on vacation. So uh, he's here saying training camp starts tomorrow. Let's go. The players are there. I don't know if they're in their dorms right now or what they're you know, or if they're they're on campus right yeah. now. Hopefully they're not making the trek down to the Beehive or anything like that. That they are in here, there, they are at St. Vincent College. Who knows what time their curfew is? Um, that uh, this is ready to get hyped. And for those of you that forget, Rich, two days from today, Thursday, Thursday, the day 28th, two. you yes. will be at training camp with Kyle. Yes, I will. Yeah. Going to training camp, myself and Kyle. I will be wearing the similar to Dave shirt, except instead of the Oracle, it will say Big Brosco. You will be wearing the Big Brosco. You the can hash- roast the hashtag, that, sure. the hashtag, pay Kyle, Scobro mm-hmm. show. 
shirt. All the good stuff. Yep. Yep. Go there. Have a good time. Let's get to these. We got Steel Dog 88. He's saying safety Donovan Steiner. That's that's you know, I understand the logic. You know why you, you know why you think safety here? Because with Minka being on the non-injury list or non-football injury list right now, that opens up more playing time at safety. I can yep. see that. Okay. Uh Kathy Ford, she says Calvin. I assume that's Austin the third. Okay. Claude Bishop says George Pickens. To me, that's too high of a draft pick. Yeah, I have a draft pick. To be a darling. But if you that if that's what you want to go with, <clears throat> I'm not telling you what it takes to be a darling. I'm just saying for us, that was we we kind of had a, a cutoff there, but go go for that for your darling. Same with Steelers Pittsburgh. They said they said um Pickens. Eddie Powers says Mark Robinson. Okay. Um, Mark Malone says Pickens is gonna make people look stupid, meaning like He's gonna be. He's gonna make them look bad by his play. Um, <laughs> it's funny because my buddy Chris says that that I beat him up that night because he's old. Uh, I didn't play. I just coached, <laughs> so um, I didn't actually do any kind of beating old. up because okay. I'm old. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Reginald Rivers, Buddy Johnson, that was on my list. Okay. Steeler Chick forty six says to Marvin Leal. That was one that I was borderline thinking if it was okay to go with or not as a third round pick. So I just wasn't sure if I would get roasted for saying that's too high of a draft pick to be a darling. If that's not too high for you, go for it. Cause, cause Richard Adamson said the same thing in Leal. Okay. Uh, State of the Steelers. He said louder milk. He got a lot of play last year, but I could still see where he could be a darling. Cause if he takes it from being a guy that was inactive early in, in the year, to then a couple starts along the way because of so much injury to being a guy who's a big he's, significant part of that. That's that's that would make him a darling. That would make him a darling. And make sure you check out State of the Steelers this Saturday on our audio only line of podcast. He will be making a, a debut with Behind the Steel Curtain um, with a new show there. Uh, congratulations there, State of the Steelers. Uh, George Rice says, Buddy Johnson. Um, Brian Brown says to Marvin Leal. Like I said, I thought about him. I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I'd get ripped on for, for if he counted. So um, um, AJC says Tyler Sneed. He's, uh, he's, he's basically, he's Calvin Austin the third as an undrafted free agent. That's who he is. Yep. So I, I could see that if he starts really making plays. Um Oliver Wood, I think he spelled that wrong. He said Kevin Green. I think he meant Kendrick Green. Um, not yeah, exactly sure. The only Green on the roster, I would yep. hope so. Michael O'Malley says Levi Wallace. I don't know. He said he got here late. Not sure if he knows the question. To be a camp darling. That one's tough because, yeah, they're new to the Steelers, but when you start a bunch of games already, um, there's kind of more of an expectation yeah. of being a starter where, where a darling is someone who's, you know, more of a – outside maybe maybe even outside the 53 looking in or outside of playing time looking in okay um Cher Richards she says steel she agrees with you on that one uh James Galloway says Hayward that would be Connor Hayward um well, he says hey I think he meant Hayward um do, 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 do. uh is that yep. that's Davin Eugene Douglas I think I got it right he has Chris Steele okay um 
I just got to do it because you got you're gonna love this comment because Sherry Richard says, "But I love Donovan. Don't call me Rick Steiner, <laughs> the dog face gremlin, the dog okay. face gremlin." Um, Pickens made Jeff look stupid. Oh, that's funny. George Teston says Zach Gentry. To me, Gentry should have been a darling last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because he's come on to to show that he's the number two. I could see where you're going, George. Absolutely. To me, he would have been a late season darling rather than a training camp darling. Bingo. I love that. You know? He was a late, he was one of my late season darlings. Because I, I mean, my goodness, we did not expect anything from that no. guy. My uh-huh. and I mean, and he just looks like a beast now. My, my he's that's what you call putting in the work to be an NFL player. You gotta love it. Okay. Uh James Galloway says Mark Robinson. Uh, I gotta get moving fast with these. Demetrio says CA3. Um, Chris Rudisil says steel. Um, just because you know you got all the name. Um, do, 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 do. yes, Richard do, Adams do, do, do. said I as I said about the early green and then realized yes, Chaz, Chaz I, Green is on the roster. Yeah, that's right. That, that that's another one. So uh there we go. Uh Ed Mahoney says Pickens by midseason will be the number one receiver for the black and gold. In other words, saying that he that he's gonna be such I can from that aspect, I get what you're saying. If Pickens is a camp darling, that means he goes from, hey, this is a guy that you want to have in the, hopefully in the mix as the season gets going, to a guy that's like the guy early in the season. That would make him a camp darling. I could, I, I see it now. I see that that it would take that kind of scenario. So, so I, uh, I, I get that. Rich, we've really run over. But we've got it. We had a lot of news to talk about. We had to get through our list. We got had everyone. Oh, I got I I I I missed a nun. Yeah, but I'm going to bring this up. Steel Freak says, Jeremy looks like he could be an edge rusher. Exactly. That guy, what he has done with his body in this offseason. Boom. Yeah. Um, um, Jennifer says, Gunner Rowe. That's kind of tough because he has been all pro. I messed up. He didn't make a pro bowl. He was only all pro. As a returner, he wasn't the Pro Bowler that year. I, I kind of messed that one up in the past. Uh, Robert Lucky says Trubisky, uh, and we said at the beginning, yeah, Trubisky doesn't count. Um, okay, Sherry Richard says it would be funny if somehow it was Rudolph. Yeah, I don't think it would be. Well, I think it would be funny. It would be funny for all the people that are completely convinced that Mason Rudolph can't do it. This, this is what I find absolutely ridiculous. Mason Rudolph is awful. The Steelers should trade him. If he's awful, why would anyone want him? That statement alone right there just goes to show that it can't, you can't say someone's awful and they should be traded because if they were awful, they have no trade value. So it, 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 it's kind of an oxymoron to me, but, but, but that was it. Oh, and then Oliver Wood clarified something that said, Hey, Gunner as a wide receiver could be a darling. That's a great way to great. think about it. Great, great point, Oliver. It. Great point. Yeah. So all these things, and like we said, the we've kind of evolved what a camp darling is. And see, I'm calling it darling now. I'm getting it right finally. As, as the, the show's, show's gone on, yeah. Now the show's over. We've kind of evolved as as it's gone on to say, hey, if it means someone taking it to the next level of what you were expected. So when you if you say George Pickens, he's going to go all the way to the number one receiver. That would make him a darling. If you would say someone like, you know, I just thought said. Chris Oladokun, because I thought he's going to be a camp darling if he goes from number four to number three. 
that's going to be enough of a darling for a lot of people, you know. Um, Calvin Austin the third, um, or uh, I'm trying to think of, um, or you're you're Connor Hayward. Is he a guy that people are like? Is he going to make the roster? Is he going to be on the practice squad? To a guy that's going to be out there a lot because they're going to use him in multiple ways. That would make him a darling when he if he looks like he's going to do a lot of stuff. So think it's some some really good ways to look at it here. Whoo, man. I'm so excited for training camp. Hey, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The training camp confidential. We got a lot of articles coming out Tuesday, Wednesday. We're just kind of hitting it pretty hard as training camp gets going, along with the podcasts. I mean, you you had uh, Jeffrey Benedict's cutting room floor, and you had the Steelers fix earlier today. If you're if you're just listening to this now, you're and you're like, oh, I, I miss some. Go back and check those. But also, first thing tomorrow morning, you've got another let's ride coming. So, so that'll be here before you know it. And for all I know, by the time you're listening to this, it could already be out. So make sure you're checking out the podcast, the website, whole whole line of things going forward. Great live chat tonight. I can tell you are excited. We are excited. Rich, what do you want to say tonight here to close out the show? All right. Well, you know, um, as we get further in, into preseason games and we get into the regular season, I, of course, leave our show and I'm excited for the upcoming game. I don't yet have an upcoming game. However, however, going to training camp on Thursday has me so pumped and so excited that I can't wait. When I know that it can never really be the Keep looking backward I'm just